Praise the Lord. Greetings in the name of the Lord. This is Holy Lady T checking in on this wonderful, glorious Tuesday evening. And yes, I am still saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And yes, I am enjoying my life with Jesus. How about you? God is so great and he is greatly to be praised. And y'all, I'm just excited. I'm excited about this topic because it's like one of those hush-hush topics that a lot of church buildings that they don't like to address this like in the public. And so I'm like, you know what? I have to address it. I have to address it because when things go silent, then people just start to do what they want to do. They don't know what to do and all kind of stuff and see People is perishing because of lack of knowledge and wisdom, though. And so I feel that I really need to talk on this topic. And I'm going to tell you the message in just a moment. But before I do that, um, I would like you all that know the words of prayer, that have a relationship with Christ, to please pray for, it was a high school in Philadelphia, excuse me, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, and there was a shooting. Uh, um there was a shooting and one person I've seen one person so far passed away so please be in prayer and we all we all need to pray because hey you never know what someone is thinking when when they coming up in the school building or around the school building uh so this happened like um I believe it was some type of scrimmage game that was going on and so it happened there some kind of shooting um I believe when I read it too it was saying like they ambushed them or it was like a drive-by type shooting. So anyway, please keep the families uh, in prayer, uh, the students in prayer. And so it was a football scrimmage game. So and you can search that because I forgot the name of the high school, but I know it's in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, my hometown. And so that really alerted me. I was like, oh, my God. But y'all... Evil and evil is everywhere, so keep a prayerful spirit. So on today, you all, on today, on our Tell It Like It Is Tuesday, I tell it like it is Tuesday. The topic is the naked, ooh, the naked truth about sex and sexuality. Let's talk about sex. We have to talk about it. The naked truth about sex and sexuality and we need to talk about this you all because god listen listen it was god's idea it was god's idea for a husband and wife to have sex and that is who it was made for like one man and one woman together in marriage to have sex and so we're going to first talk about sex and then we're going to talk about sexuality, okay? But in the, the terms of sex, listen, sex is good. Sex is good. Anything that God made is good. And so it's the devil that tried to, or no, not tried, but he have, he have, try, he have like put a, just a darkness about sex, but it's no sex is light. <laughs> sex is good. Sex is good. And it is, it is ordained for people that are in a marriage only, only marriage. Sex is for married people 
only. And it's a reason why God did that. But do not have in your mind that sex is bad. Sex in itself is very good. It is very good. And I'm going to list, I'm going to tell y'all some health benefits. <laughs> that why uh, also how sex is good for you. In marriage. It is, again, so many reasons why God did not intend for people that are not married to have sex. It's so many reasons why. And so if we call ourselves Christians and we call ourselves believers, we must follow the word of God. Now, if you want to live like the devil, if you want to live your life, I mean, that's fine. I mean, do you. But don't call yourself a Christian. Don't call yourself a believer. Don't call yourself a saint. If you are practicing sex outside of marriage, because you're not, you a sinner because sex outside of marriage is sin. So if you continue to have sex outside of marriage, you're a sinner and you are not saved. And so let's, let's get, let's get into it. Um, that's part of my introduction, but again, sex is very good. Okay. God, God's intention for sex was to bring the husband to get the husband and the wife together as one. God's intention for sex was to bring the husband and the wife together as one for pleasure, for pleasure, read Song of Solomon, Song of Solomon, for pleasure and for them to be fruitful and multiply. Okay, that's why he brought the husband and the wife together for them to become as one for pleasure and for them to be fruitful and multiply because two are better than one when they're on one accord. Glory to God. And so it's an inseparable bond. You are connected. And so when you when a when a husband treats the wife as his own body, then he's not going to tear her down. He's going to build her up because he recognized, hey, this is me. We are one. And so that is why it's important. Like the more the person, you know, the more the husband and wife have sexual relations, the closer that they get and the closer that bond gets because things are happening during this process. Again, they're, they're becoming more and more intertwined. Okay, and then a little happy endorphins and everything is coming down. So you should be liking this person or or liking well, you'll be liking the pleasure you get from it. So I just I don't be understanding how like a husband and wife can hate each other if they're constantly having sex. Like I don't understand, but that ain't my business because I'm not married. But I'm just saying, uh, when you coming together like a lot in sexual relations, them happy endorphins and, and it's uniting you together, uniting you together more and more, uh, strengthening that oneness bond. So it's something so powerful that happens in sex. And this is why it's not to be taken lightly. This is why you can't say it's just sex because it's not just sex. You're becoming one with this person. And again, that's why it's supposed to be, God said, it's supposed to be experienced between a husband and wife. All right. Now, because, because they are united together, have this bond and everything going on, and they're getting spiritual teaching of the word, then see, now the husband is able to perform in his leadership role. 
The wife is able to submit because she's like, hey, I love this man. Like he is, he is, me and him is one. So of course he's not going to lead me astray because it's like leading himself astray. Like, so yes, I'm going to follow his leadership because I trust him. And so like, you should have that, just that feeling uh, because of oneness, like going on if you're constantly having sex with your a husband and so i'm saying this because i'm a woman so i'm just gonna use i'm gonna say husband because i'm talking to the women mostly okay so they appreciate each other okay because they are one they are one they appreciate each other and the roles that each other have okay they they serve one another in these roles like the wife is honoring the husband the husband is honoring the wife because, again, he's treating her as his own body. It's just such a beautiful thing. And so sex is very good. Sex is very good. Okay, so we're going to get some scripture. In the beginning, Genesis 1 and 28, it say, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. That's Genesis 1, 28, biblical reference. Now, biblical reference to back me up. To know that you don't supposed to have sex with someone other than your husband. And we've seen it before. You see little memes or whatever they call Like, don't give a boyfriend husband privileges. And one of those privileges is sex. Sex is only for marriage and y'all i am not condemning you on today because i am a single mom and i have three children now my baby is 15 years old so no there's no sex going on now but i do when i look back over my life i'm like i wish i would have obeyed the teachings that was coming from the bible because I've seen the consequences. I've endured consequences from having sex outside of marriage. Now, the sex still felt, felt good. Okay? But it wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for me, for my embitterment, for my spirituality, for my natural part of my life either. It wasn't good for me to do that. Okay? Because the consequence of that is me being a single mom and not having the, the you know, just the, the, the family of a husband, wife, and children. So it's, it's a little, it's like I'm having to do extra because of the man not being in the house. And also, it, sometimes it will put your children at disadvantage because they need to see how a man operates. They need to see that. I have a son. I have daughters. And so they needed... I have three, y'all. Three children. Two girls, one boy. And so they needed to see how a man operates. How a husband supposed to treat his wife. And they needed to see that. So, but anyway, they still seeing it because they be around their, you know, their grandparents that's been happily, you know, joyfully married for 41 years. But my, my prayer was that they could witness it and maybe God, hey God, you see me? Maybe they can see that before they're all grown. They can see that in the home. But for now, they see me abstaining from sex as a single. 
which is great because they need to know that they are single and so they don't need to be engaged in sexual relations either. So I thank God that I can be that example. And so anyway, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 7, and I'm going to be jumping around in 1 Corinthians 7. Now regarding the question you asked in your letter, yes, it is good to abstain from sexual relations. Yes, it is good to abstain from sexual relations. So when you have these people out here, they be like, hey, you young, it's your thing, do what you want to do, do what makes you happy, do what makes you feel good. They are lie. If you call yourself saved, not the only people I'm talking about, if you call yourself saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, a believer in Christ, a Christian, whatever, Name in the name of Christ, then you don't supposed to be having sexual relations if you are not married. So it says good to abstain from sexual relations. But because there is so much sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife. So when you see these men talking about some like they have needs, whatever, dude, whatever, dude, God said, let me see. Remember? Each man should have his own wife. And until there's a ring on this finger and a marriage certificate, there will be no sexual relations, no bumping and grinding going on. And so, women, you have to be confident in yourself as a daughter of Christ. And no, do not give your body to this man. That includes oral sex, anal sex, and vaginal sex. Okay? Let's get this straight on tonight. And so... You got to love yourself. You have to honor yourself. Okay? If, if people can get licensed, men can get licensed to do everything else. Licensed to have a gun. Licensed all these licenses they be Licensed to drive. But you think that you don't need a license to drive me? You're messed up. Got me messed up. So, y'all, I'm trying to tell you. Mm-mm. You have to. Have some confidence in yourself and know who you are in Christ and know that your body, your body is the most precious natural thing that you have. Okay, your soul is precious. Your body is precious. And when you're having sex, your soul, your body, your mind is all is taking a toll on all of that. Your spirit, all of that. And no man that have not signed documentation for as a marriage certificate and put a ring on your finger is worthy of your body. And likewise for the men. If a woman is not really willing to marry you, why you let her use you as a sugar daddy? And they said some cougars out here. Why is you, why is you let her use your body? You worth it too. Uh-uh. If you listening to me, but I know it's mostly women. So we gotta, we have to come to our senses and be like, you know what? I'm gonna honor, I'm gonna get to that scripture. I don't wanna get to it yet, but it say each man should have his own wife. Don't go talking to Susie that's married to somebody else. No, have your own wife. Should have his own wife, and each woman should have her own husband. Woman. Your own husband, not boyfriend, not fiance, but each woman should have her own husband. And the and when you talking about sexual relations, this is the only time you having sexual relations is with your husband. 
All right. The husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs. The husband. So no. And, and wait, let me get to the bar. And the wife should should fulfill her husband's needs. Husband, you're not fulfilling the need of a friendly friend, friend, a boyfriend, or a fiance, sugar daddy, whatever. You're filling for fulfilling the needs of your husband. And that is what sex is for. I mean, sex t- sex can't be had in the context of marriage. That's the only legal way under God. And so, if you don't want to have sex, if you, let me look at the camera, if you don't want to have sex, don't get married. Because it's just ridiculous how the singles, not me, but how singles in general is out here just buck wild with the sex. But then when people get married, they don't want to have sex. See how Satan will mess you up? Seriously. Like, ain't no way. So, listen, let me tell you singles. Let me tell you singles. Uh-uh. If you've been abstinent, abstinent, you should be ready to have sex when you get married. You've been abstinent for months, years. Ain't no way you ain't ready to have sex. But if you ain't ready to have sex, then you don't need to get married. Let me say it again. You don't need to get married because you supposed to fulfill the needs of your husband. His sexual needs. So we're going to go on. And that might need to make sure you, you talk about that in marriage counseling. Because you should get premarital counseling. Because ain't no way. It's just ridiculous how people, how the devil got people's mind messed up. Married people don't hardly want to have sex. Singles out here buck wild having sex. What kind of mess? No. God's order is for you to enjoy sex how many times you want it. Whatever positions you want it. In marriage. In marriage. So we need to make sure that we are fulfilling the fulfilling the needs of our husband. And you need to talk about that in premarital counseling. Again, if you're not ready to have sex, don't get married. Don't get married. Because you don't want your husband to spoil. You don't want your husband to be looking at Susie or, or Horace Lindsay. Okay? So what you need to do is get in your mind right now as a single. That you're going to have to have sex. You're going to have to please your husband. You're going to have to fulfill his needs. And so, it says the wife gives authority over her body to her husband. And see, if this stuff is being taught, then maybe there will be less divorces and less cheating going on in marriage. But anyway, we got to get with the basics and we got to know what we getting ourselves into. If you're not ready to give over authority of your body to your husband, don't get married. Okay. So the wife gives authority over her body to her husband. And the husband gives authority over his body to his wife. So my husband is going to belong to me. His body is going to belong to me and me only. Me only. And so... It also say, do not deprive each other of sexual relations. That's what I'm saying. Unless you both agree, unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time. For a limited time so you can give yourselves more completely to prayer. That's if both partners agree to that. And I'm not teaching no marriage session on that. I'm saying us singles need to know what we're getting ourselves into. Because, no. If you ain't ready to have sex and fulfill the needs of your husband, don't get married. 
If you don't think he has authority over your body, don't get married. You need, we need to realize this, okay? Um, and you can't just be the problem like, oh, I'm going on a fast or I'm going on, a, you know, a 30-day fast. You have a husband with needs, sexual needs. So you got to make sure and check that he agree with that. Because, again, you don't want to leave no room for the devil. I, I believe it's the same scripture. For the devil to tempt him. So it say, afterwards, you should come together again so that Satan won't be able to tempt you because of your lack of self-control. All right. Now, it also go on to say, if you can't, if they can't control themselves, they should go ahead and marry. Because he was like, hey, um, you should stay unmarried just as I am. But if you can't. If you can't control yourself, go ahead and marry. It is better to marry than to burn with lust. And this is where the people get this scripture when they're getting married because they can't control sexual urges. No, that is not a reason to get married. But what Paul is saying here is, hey, you know good well that you have sexual feelings. Like you're attracted to the opposite sex and you are having sexual feelings or sexual desires. So don't like, don't fool yourself and saying, I can stay single. I don't want to ever get married. And some people be saying that because they don't want the commitment. They don't want certain things that come with marriage. They want to still act like a single and be married. And they know that can't happen. So they just don't want to be married. Not because they don't have sexual feelings, but because they want to still be a single in marriage. But anyway, he was like, no. If you are having these desires, you need to get married. It's better to marry than to burn in lust and that sexual desire. So, like, no, ain't no way. Like, I'm not saying that I want people think, <laughs> people be thinking, y'all, that I want to stay single forever. And that is not the case. Oh, no, I'm going to get married, but I'm not just going to get married to anybody for the sake of saying I'm married. I'm getting married to the glory of God. I'm getting married to the person that is that I know that God wants for me, that is in God's will for me. So, no, I want to get married, but I'm not about to settle for anything that's available. I've no, absolutely not. Anyway, um. Now, this is about the young women who are not yet married. It say, a woman who is no longer married or has never been married can be devoted to the Lord and holy in body and spirit. What do we supposed to be doing, singles? Being devoted to the Lord, just the Bible, and holy and holy in body and spirit. Body and in spirit. Holy in body and in spirit. So when people like, girl, it's your thing. Do what you want to do. You young. God understand. God ain't hear that. And there was something, y'all. Something came up somewhere where I was looking. And I think it's called a rose. I don't know where I was. It was like some kind of, I don't know if it came on my Facebook feed or something like I was, I was like, what is this? Oh, my God. Okay, women. Dildo. Rose or whatever stuff called. Listen, God did not tell you to masturbate. He didn't tell you that. Okay? This scripture just told you what you're supposed to be doing while you're unmarried. I'm supposed to be doing. I don't have a rose. I don't have a dildo. I don't have none of that mess. Not even my hand is for that. Oof. So anyway, the Bible said to be devoted to the Lord 
and be holy and both y'all. I'm trying to fix my face. Holy in both body and in spirit. Holy in both body and in spirit. So if we devote ourselves to the Lord, we have less time to think about fulfilling a sexual desire. Now the sexual desire, like like I'm still attracted to men. Okay, like sex. No. Okay, yes, sex is still a desire for me. But it's not like I don't go after that desire because I'm not married. And so you're going after that desire when you masturbate. Like, no, don't even say that you're giving your life and body to God because you're not. You're, you're, that's what I call self-sex. You're pleasing yourself instead of delighting yourself in God, which the Bible says. You're not delighting and finding pleasure in God. You're finding pleasure in your handy-dandy hand, the rose or dildo. So we're not even going to be like that on today. Oh, no, no, no. We're going to devote ourselves to God and be holy, pure, in body and in spirit. So that, that's, that tell you right there. That tell you right there if you, if you stay. Because I'm like, I'm praying. I'm reading my word. I'm fasting. I'm doing work in the ministry. So I'm devoting my life to the Lord. And so while I'm doing all of that, like if a sexual, like a sexual urge do come right now, just be like, Lord, help me, you know, or go to sleep or pray or, or read about, or listen to something that's talking against having, talking against having sex before marriage. Cause it'll help you like, I oh, know this fornication. I can't sin against God. Like it'll get your mind off of fulfilling that. But if, if you like a normal single, the sexual desire is not going to go away totally. So it's like, Lord, keep that thing, you know, keep that just, just, just not non-existent because it needs to work surely enough when I get married. But I'm just saying, listen, God will help you. And people are like, oh, you're so highly spiritual. Uh, prayer works if you're having those sexual feelings. Prayer do work, reading your Bible work, fasting. I mean, fast to fast. And, and if a man, I mean, men, they say can exercise. That helps, you know, with, with when you having those um, feelings or whatever. But I stay busy for the Lord and not not like idle, like, like, like productive busy. Whatever God wants me to do in his kingdom, like to build it up, that's what I'm doing. And so I'm devoting myself to the Lord. I'm staying holy in body and in spirit. And that's found again in first Corinthians seven. So we have to know that this is God's will for us. I'm going to read first Thessalonians four and three. So y'all got this. Y'all have to pull down these people that call themselves Christian, save believers. But yet they said that God, God understand my heart. He know how I'm feeling. The devil is like, I just read to you. And I'm about to read again. Another first Thessalonians four. God's will is for you to be holy. What is God's will? God's will is for you to be holy. So stay away from sexual sin. So stay away from sexual sin. So when you hear these people talking like this, you need to stay away from them because they're not talking the Bible. I'm speaking Bible. I'm speaking Bible knowledge on tonight. 
The Bible say God's will is for me to be holy. So I got to be pure. I got to be clean. I can't have no man touching on me. Uh-uh. No. No touching. No feeling. No kissing. No sexual relations. And so I'm like, no, 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 no. And then I don't even understand how people be doing tongue kissing and they and they single. Like, that's too much. That is too much. That's going to lead into some filly and touchy, and, and you might be gone. <laughs> like, so, I'm like, I don't, uh-uh, you need to set boundaries for yourself. But anyway, the Bible says God's will is for you to be holy, so stay away from all sexual sin. Then, each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor. Like, don't you want to be honorable? You are honorable when you stay away from sexual sin. Sexual sin also includes pornography. You're watching somebody have sex. Come on now. Y'all need to come on through now. Pornography. And like I said, all sex. Oh, no. All sex, sexual sin too. Or sex, anal sex, vaginal sex. Any kind of sex. The Bible says stay away from sexual sin. Any kind of sex that you have outside of marriage is sexual sin. All right. So it says each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor. Okay? Live in holiness and honor. You say you stay? You say you filled with the Holy Ghost? You say you're a believer? You say you're a Christian. We expect it. God is expected. Each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor. And we can do this. I have done it for several years. Several years. A, wait, ain't, it's 10 years a decade. I believe that's right. <laughs> Look, Jesus. Let me make sure. But uh, I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all right now. Uh-uh. We have to know how to maintain our vessel. And so, I'm just telling y'all, we we have to know how to how to control how to control. And yes, a decade is ten years. I thought I was right. So a decade or longer, stay abstinent from sex, y'all. I did it. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. So I know y'all can do it. I mean, under the power of the Holy Ghost. All glory be to God. All glory be to God and the spiritual disciplines that He allowed me to practice over a decade. Abstinent from sex, no sex. All right, so I'm telling you, if I can do it, you can do it. So it says, each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor. Live in holiness and honor, not in lustful passion. Not in lustful passion. Like the pagans who do not know God. Like the pagans who do not know God. We can't live like that. We can't act like we don't know God. You talking about you got the Holy Ghost. And you still having sex on a regular? Ain't no way. Talking about you saved and still having sex on a regular. Stop it. Stop saying I'm only human. Stop saying I'm not perfect. Listen, God knows that. But if you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, you have power. Hallelujah. And it's power over sin. And sex outside of marriage is a sin. God will give you the power. But listen, you got to do what it takes. To keep that power. Don't be listening to bumping and grinding sexual music. Don't be looking at uh, sex movies or pornography. Don't be touching and feeling on your girlfriend. Think you ain't going to go somewhere with that. Don't be talking sexual to her. Don't be sexy sending body parts. 
and think you ain't gonna get riled up, fired up. What? Listen, that that part of me is dormant, but it's not dead. So we got to make sure that we are practicing spiritual disciplines that's going to help us stay empowered by the Holy Ghost. Yes, I got the power. And I have the power enough to know not to make a provision for my flesh. And you got to know that too if you're talking about you saved. All right. So it say, never harm or cheat a fellow believer in this matter by violating his wife. For the Lord avenges, the Lord gonna get you men if you sleeping with somebody else's wife. But anyway, for the Lord avenges all such sins as we have solemnly warned you before. God has called us to live holy lives. So women, we can't let these men have sex with us. No, not as a single. Not as a single. Okay, God has called us to live holy lives, not impure lives. When you have sex with that man and you're not married, you are living an impure life. I don't care if it's your boyfriend. I don't care if it's your children's father. I don't care if it's your fiance. God has called us to live holy lives and not impure. Marriage is only honorable. Marriage, sex and marriage is honorable. All right. So, therefore, anyone, anyone who refuses to live by these rules... It's not disobeying human teachings. You're not disobeying what I'm teaching on tonight. You're not disobeying your pastor's teaching. Let, let's see who you disobeying. Those rules is not... who who Anyone who refuses to live by these rules is not disobeying human teaching, but is rejecting God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. Who you rejected? God. So this is not my law. This Bible, I didn't, I didn't write the Bible. I wasn't inspired by God to write the Bible. These are words. These are words from men that was inspired by God. And so if you reject God's word, you're rejecting God. So, okay, listen to these fake hypocrites talking about some. It's your thing to what you want to do. You young or, or you this God understand. Now, God do understand, and he said for you to have sex in the confines of marriage only. So, if you want to go to hell with your legs up in the air or your behind up in the air, hey, let that be you. Let that be you. You want that to be you? You, you doing to do, you have a heart attack, and you doing to do with somebody that ain't your husband, you have a heart attack? Guess where you going? Hell. So I'm just trying to understand. You going to listen to people that's hypocrites? Or are you going to listen to God's word on tonight? I'm going to obey God's word. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Now, sex is very good. But sex is not that good for me to go to hell. Mm-mm, got me messed up. So we got to let it say God is the one that gave the Holy Spirit to us. And it gives us the power over our flesh. Over our flesh. So people can't tell me. I have three children. I know how sex feels. So you is not about to tell me you can't abstain from sex. And no, we are not all the same. But my, I, I have feelings. I have a body just like you. And I know if the power of the Holy Ghost is keeping me, it will keep you too. So we got to walk in holiness. We have to walk in purity and stop making provisions for the flesh. Stop setting yourself up like that. Because sex is only, 
is only to be experienced in the confines of marriage. And then you have these people getting on birth control or something just in case I mess up. I'm not on birth control. I've been on birth control since I had my youngest baby at 15 years old. So you can't tell me God is not a keeper. You cannot tell me that God, God is so gracious and merciful. God got us. If we use the power of the Holy Ghost, if we yield and submit to the power of the Holy Ghost and get in our mind that I am worth it, I am worth it, I am worth the weight, I am worth the work. Like if you as a man cannot work to get me, you're, you, you can't wait, you can't wait to marriage, then fine. You don't think I'm worth it. And so you going about, you, you can go ahead and have sex, try, try those other women out. Because guess what? I'm not, I'm not a Honda. I'm not a Toyota. I'm not, I'm not like them cars you test drive. You no, no, no. So you can see if the sex is good. What? God knows all things. And see, my husband gonna know like, hey, God knows. My husband knows. God knows all things. And trust, God gonna fix you up real good. God, come on now. So no, I'm not about to get test drove. And I get, I think it's like the Rolls Royce is different. I don't know if it's the Rolls Royce, but it's some cars that like you can't just be, they don't just let everybody just be test driving, test driving, test driving, test driving. No, you know, you know my value. You're going to know my value when you see me because God is going to reveal. God, God will reveal it to you, but you ain't about to test drive me. No, the Bible said I'm living a whole life. I'm going to live a holy life. I'm going to live a prayer life. And my husband, I'm not going to have to tell my husband this because he's already a man of God. He's already a man of God. He already know what the Bible stands for. So if you, if you argue it or if you have to go back and forth with man talking about why you don't have sex and why you don't want to have sex before marriage, this is not the man for you. He's not saved. If you have to go back and forth with him and tell him why you not have sex, he shouldn't even be asking, he shouldn't even be asking you these things because he's the leader. He's the leader. He's supposed to be submitted to God. But it, you know what? I got to go on before I get too emotional about this, y'all. But I'm just saying, y'all. We better come on with the come on. Get you a Holy Ghost field walking and holding this man. Anyway, we God's will is for us to be holy and to stay away from sexual sin. And we know that sexual sin is any sin that is practiced outside of marriage that also include, I don't care if, if two men get married. They still are in sexual sin because they, God don't recognize their marriage. Marriage is only between a man and a woman. So actually they still, they still commit in fornication. In, in any way you put it, they, God will never recognize two men being married. He will ne never recognize two women being married. Okay. So they'll always be in sexual sin, whether they got a marriage paper or not. So we don't want to practice homosexual sex, heterosexual sex, no sex before marriage. And again, God does not recognize two men getting married and two women getting married. He does not recognize that. Read your Bible, okay? It's in, it's, it's in the word of God that marriage is between one man and one woman. All right. So sex is very good. Sex is very good, but again... The act of sex between someone that is not your spouse is when it becomes a sin. And so, you know what, y'all? I'm going to give y'all some more of the benefits. The benefits 
of sex because God made sex. It's a beautiful thing. And that's why we really need to save that. I was like, man, oh, I can't go back. But I, you know, that's that's wonderful. So y'all, you all that's virgins, do not let nobody talk down on you for being a virgin. That's a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing. If I could go back, I would be a virgin. But that is a beautiful thing to be a virgin. So anyway, God wanted it to just be between, you know, the wife and a husband. That That's wonderful. And it's still for us that have had sex before. You don't have to keep having sex. Stop it. Ask God to wash you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Okay. Ask God to wash you, cleanse you from all unrighteousness and abstain from sex until he send you your husband. That's what you do. But anyway, there are some benefits to sex because this is something that God created for us to enjoy with our husband. So don't look at it in a negative way. But what you need to look at it is in a positive way and say, you know what? I'm going to save my body for my husband because I, I first of all, I want to honor God in body and in spirit. And I want my husband. I want to honor my husband with my body and my spirit. And I don't want to be all tore down, tore up. Uh-uh. I don't want to be that way. And so you have to make up in your mind this because see, your body don't belong to yourself no more when you get married. So you need to make sure your body is in good shape before you get married. Glory to God. And so anyway, your body is very precious. Like I said before, it's so precious. It is so precious. So you need to protect your body. And I'm not talking about Using contraceptives because you shouldn't be having sex at all. I'm talking about, yes, not having sex at all. That's the protection is what I'm talking about. No sex. Okay, let's let's look up the 10 benefits, 10 benefits of sex. 10 benefits of sex. And this is from, um, uh, what is this? Web, web med, web med. Okay, it helps your immune system. It says people, people who have sex have higher levels of what defends your body against germs, viruses, and other intruders. Oh, isn't that wonderful? It helps your immune system. See, look, God knew what he was doing. I love you, Jesus. Okay, improves women's bladder control. Isn't that wonderful? A strong pelvic floor is important for avoiding incontinence. Okay. It's a good sex is like a workout for your pelvic floor muscles. When you have an orgasm, it causes contractions in those muscles, which strengthens them. Yay. So it improves our bladder control. Look at that, women. Now, it also lowers your blood pressure. It lowers your blood pressure look at that we need to know all of these things so when we get married ace think of the positive things about what's going on when you have sex on a regular all right it counts as exercise it counts as exercise now you know you get your exercise in when you have sex sex is a really great form of exercise so it says sex uses about five calories per minute Four more calories than watching TV. So sex uses about five calories per minute. Look at that. So it counts as exercise. It lowers heart attack risk. 
it lowers heart attack risk. So I say a good sex life is good for your heart. Remember, you want to remember this. In marriage, it it what lowers heart attack risk. Lowers heart attack risk. All right. It lessens pain. Oh, it lessens pain. It say orgasms can block pain. Wow. That's wonderful. Okay, it say it also can Let's see. It can block chronic back and leg pain. Look at that. It may make prostate cancer less likely. Now look what it's doing for your husband. May make prostate cancer less likely. Now look, now see, look at God Almighty. I tell you. I tell you, you know this was from God. It improves sleep. It improves sleep. It says you may nod off more quickly after sex. After orgasm, the hormone prolactin is released which is responsible for the feelings of relaxation and sleepiness after sex. Look at that. Oh, it improves sleep. It eases stress. Being close to your partner can soothe stress and anxiety. And it says, it also says, um, Amber, I think this is, i got to see if this is a doctor. Yes, Amber, which is doctor, says touching and hugging can release your body's natural feel-good hormone. Sexual arousal releases a brain chemical that revs up your brain's pleasure and reward system. So sex and intimacy can boost your self-esteem and happiness. Look at that easy stress. Now, y'all, look, see, this is why I know sex is very good. God created sex for us to enjoy in the confines of marriage. And look, I hope y'all was listening to all those good benefits that sex bring. And so that will encourage you to, hey, yes, when you get married and you having sexual relations, it's, it's bringing you together as one and your spouse, your husband is benefiting from it. You're benefiting from it. So it's not just, you won't just be like, oh, my spouse always wants sex, wants sex, wants sex. You're going to be like, oh, wait, hey, yes, this is benefiting me too. So I'm telling y'all, sex is very good. Sex is very good. And do not let the devil convince you otherwise. And I'm going to briefly deal on now sexuality. Okay, sexuality is someone's ability to experience or express sexual feelings. Someone's ability to experience or express sexual feelings is also attitudes and activities relating to sex. And so I've heard some Christians and say people are like saying like, like we should be free in our sexuality that is from the pits of hell. So they are saying when they say this, they look like a whore. They look like a prostitute because what they do is they, they wear curvy things that curvy things that entice men to want to have sex with them or, or they wear these things so they can look deliberately so they can deliberately look sexy and sexy is appealing to sex. So why, why as a Christian save Holy Ghost feel woman that I would deliberately put on something sexy to draw 
draw somebody in and I'm not married. No. And what is sex? When, when are we supposed to experience sex? In marriage. So, yes, behind closed doors, you dress sexy for your husband all you want to because none of us is going to see it. But when you're out in the street, you got all types of men. Some women, some women is lesbians. So while, while you talking about some, you want to look, you want to look this way, you need to keep be careful what you're saying. You don't express your sexual feelings by the clothes that you wear. You wearing something so tight that the whole shape of your butt is showing. You wearing something so short. That is all the way up to your thighs. You wearing something so on your top part that your cleavage is showing. Or your nipple. And or your nipple. Cleavage and or nipple. And this is what we I've heard some Christians say about expressing your sexuality. But you only supposed to 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 arouse will want to arouse those feelings in your husband not all the men on the street or at your job or anywhere you're at so you don't express your feelings in your clothing okay so i'm a human so i do have a sexual feeling a part of me but i'm not about to go out and look like that like, no, no, that's not how you express that. You know, not at all. Lord, I'm having these feelings. I need you to, you know, make sure you keep them under control. And that's going to show if you have self-control. If you're going to go out and act on those feelings, which is a sin, or you're going to ask the Lord to help you to curve those feelings in. But definitely not go attract a man. Because what it gets to me, I believe I said it's another video, gets to me. You get mad because a man is hollering at you or saying inappropriate things to you. So he's acting like a dog and he's barking because he see the meat and he want the meat. And you said you wanted to be sexy. And so you, you want to appeal. You want to appeal to sex having to do with sex. So don't get mad. And, and then don't call yourself saved or a believer because you're not. God didn't say it said, hey, we got to stay away from sexual sin. And so if you're trying to stay away from it, you're definitely trying to entice a man because that's what's happening. And don't say a man should know how to control himself and still respect you. He should respect you and control himself, but you don't supposed to be tempting a man to do something that's not right by what you have on because we all know men are visual. I don't care what culture, culture you're in, men are visual. And so we need to stop acting crazy and acting like we don't know the word of God. Stay away from sexual sin. The Bible also tells us to be modest. The Bible also tells us to be holy. And you're, you don't, it, we sanctify, right? Set apart. What you set apart from? What you set apart from? If you out here looking like a prostitute or a whore, really, please, so I, I got to let this be shorter than an hour, y'all. I'm trying, but I'm like, wait a minute. No, no, we're not going to be out here looking like this. If you, you, you wait till you get your husband and you dress sexy for him behind closed doors when nobody can see it. And now I'm also going to deal with this part. Like it's no thing in you changing sexuality. One day you're attracted to men. 
One day you're attracted to women. One day you're attracted to both. Hey, that's from the pits of hell. If you are attracted to a woman and you're a woman, that's a sin. It's a sin before God. And you will not inherit the kingdom of God. If you're attracted to both, you will not inherit the king. You bisexual, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. You're not a Christian, you're not saved. And I'm talking about if you're doing a do. Now, if you just got saved and, and you was in this and you asking God to deliver you from this and take these feelings away from you, that is something different. I'm talking about you acting out on these feelings. You have to ask God to help you not to think that way because that is not natural. Go to Romans 1. God intended for the woman to be attracted to the man and the man to be attracted to the woman. Anything outside of that is an unnatural desire and it's sin. So you may seek the Lord, seek the Lord while he may be found, call on his name. Because we, our, our sexuality, how we feel, what we're attracted to as women, we're supposed to be attracted to men. Just because I'm not having sex, that don't mean I'm not attracted to my husband. That's it. I'm not attracted to no woman. Y'all, hear clear. I'm not homosexual. I'm not bisexual. I'm just waiting on my handsome, Holy Ghost filled husband to come up and claim me as his own. Glory to God. But we have to know that we cannot just be out here looking any kind of way, dressing any kind of way. I tell you, y'all. This also say, um, yeah. It's another better definition. Sexuality is about your sexual feelings, thoughts, attractions, and behaviors towards other people. Okay? So I just went through some different types of sexuality. We all supposed to be heterosexual. Heterosexual. Like you are you attracted to the opposite sex. Glory to God. And so I went through that. Anything else is unnatural. And you can go to Romans 1. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6... Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin or who worship idols or commit adultery or are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality, they're not inheriting the kingdom of God. Like you don't belong to God. You don't belong to the body of Christ. You don't belong to the church. If you are practicing and indulging in sexual sin and homosexuality. So I don't care what nobody say. It matters what God say. You will not inherit the kingdom of God. If you're not part of the church, then you will not go to heaven. You're not. So don't let nobody fool you and say you is a gay, it's a gay Christian, homosexual Christian, loving Christian. They are lie from the pits of hell. No. If you are practicing homosexuality, this scripture just said you will not inherit the kingdom of God. So are you going to listen to God's word or are you going to listen to people? So we got to make sure, y'all, that we are operating in the correct sexuality, heterosexual, Make sure you're not enticing men by wearing too tight clothes 
Even that, even even you should be, you should know you worthy. You giving these people a free freak show, a free porno show in their head when you sitting up here revealing everything or even some things. You shouldn't reveal your breasts. You shouldn't have no cleavage on. Your sh- your your skirt shouldn't be so short. Nothing you have on should be up your thighs. It shouldn't be so tight. No, you need to make sure that you are presentable, that you look like royalty. Because that don't look like royalty. That look like somebody walking the street, waiting for somebody to roll up on them and ask them how much, how much to have sex with you. That's what you look like. But anyway, we're going to go on and be, be confident in your, I'm a, I'm a female. I'm confident in the fact that, hey, yes, I'm attracted to men. But I don't have to be out here just revealing all of my body parts. No, because that is only for my husband. I belong to my husband, not for a freak show in every other man's eyes. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and end this. But I encourage y'all to realize who you are in Christ. Know that you are worth it. Honor God with your body and your spirit, which are God's. Hallelujah. And and don't, don't... Don't listen to the people that claim to be something that they not. Obey God's word. Obey God's word. Because I came from the word tonight. You got any questions, concerns, issues? Hit me up on Facebook Messenger or whatever you listening to me on. Hit me up. I'll answer your questions. Because it's time out for us to hide what it what entails sex. Sex is good. Sex is very good. In the confined, but God made it for us to experience it in a confines of marriage. It keeps us from a lot of things. It keeps us from heartbreak. It keeps us from getting several diseases. It keeps us from um having children before we marry. And then have to raise them alone or have to deal with uh conflicts between the other parent or something like that god knew what he was doing he he set the family up a certain way for for it can be the best best possible for all all wife husband and children he set it up such a perfect way and if we obey how god set it up our life will be best our children life will be blessed our communities will be blessed so let's do it god's way hold off on the sex until you get married experience it with your husband in your husband only and oh what a glorious thing that would be oh what a glorious thing that would be that sex is holding that because it's you and your husband and it's gonna benefit you i already mentioned those ways but anyway y'all be blessed y'all be blessed enjoy enjoy your life but stay sex free if you are single and know that you are bringing glory to god in your body and in your spirit so anyway i'm gonna check out tonight but this was Lady Takia, or this is La- Holy Lady Takia, talking on the naked truth about sex and sexuality. Well, y'all have a blessed night. Peace out.